Rightio, we are back with another episode of Why I Run Racing News, and we have had a massive fortnight. And Huge. after months and months, we finally have some racing news to talk about. We've been waiting since, what, February, March to talk about this again? We had to get creative the last few months, but we finally have some races to talk about. But obviously, the big news that has happened in the last fortnight is we had Goat Mania, which was yeah. really exciting. So what a day that turned out to be. I don't think we could have asked for that to go any more smoothly. It was huge. Right, before we get into Goat Mania, I'd, I'd, off the top of your head, you just said it's been since about March, since the last race. What do you reckon the last race was that, we talk, that you know uh, of or that we talked about? What was – I'm trying to think back to what uh, – what was on – it would have been maybe early March. Uh, I can't even think what would have been on early March. Last round of the SEQ series? Was that much? Oh, they, did they, no, they, a couple of those got cancelled, didn't they? Well, they, they moved the one up to Pomona, so I think they did the Pomona one because we lost oh, a couple, didn't we, with, with rain or with fire or something like that. We lost a couple with bushfires. So what was the race that – Back to our old episodes considering yeah. we talked about it. What was, the, what was the race that Henry Coombs and Jake Davis did where they – no, Tom Brimelow, sorry. Tommy and, uh, and Jake what did. What was that? Um, I know that one. It's got all the hills in it. Yeah. Kind of think of it. Anyway, that was probably yeah. one of the last ones. That was probably the last last sort of race, wasn't it? So it is about March time. Um, it's, been so it's, it's been a long time. What are we now? End of four July. Months. Far out. At least four and a half months. Thank goodness for the goat loop, eh? I know. I don't know what we would have done. Just Podcast and before, would have gone out of business. And actually, before we get into goat mania, we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, that the Strava segments, that the, lo- yes. the local legends would come up. And how the hell has the goat loop not come up on that? When we run nearly 400 laps in one day, and it doesn't even come up. The man maker, the two loops comes up as a as a local legend, but not even the one loop. How do they do this? Didn't make the cut. I don't know. They must have seen it's just got enough attention already and they're trying to shift everyone's focus to something else because Goat Loop 2.0 has been made a local legend thing, I believe, or maybe one yeah. of the one climbs no. on it anyway. So maybe yeah, it's trying one, to shift yeah. everyone. Yeah, the climb has. So I think just like you did for uh, Courtney Atkinson when you emailed Strava directly, I'd love to see you email Strava again and say, look, <laughs> there's a loop here. Just have a look at it. 3,000 people have done it, you know, and it's 2,000 in the last sort of eight months or so, eight or nine months, you know, surely an email from you might get it because it deserves to be there. It, it, and it, it's not that. It's more I want to see who's got the most loops. I think that would be really actually interesting because in the it's last 90 days. So yeah, Dustin's probably in that. Brad's would, Brad would have a lot, I would say. Brad yeah. would probably be at the top. But then there's some other guys and girls that have been out there a lot as well. So I'd actually be interested to see that and how many yeah. it is. But it was a big we'll success, wasn't it, uh, last Sunday? And, and a huge thanks to everyone that came out. We took a screenshot, didn't we, that night, Sunday night, and there was 110 people who had uploaded by then. Of course, there was more who weren't Strava you know, members, uh, don't have a Strava account, or they were younger or for whatever reason. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty saying there might have been 120, 130 people maybe who came out and did a loop of some sort, which is absolutely awesome. We, we didn't think it would be like that sort of big, did we? We were hoping. But um, I think we've got closer to it and we're getting a bit worried that too many people were going to come out. So every second person that I spoke to was telling me how they were coming out for yeah. Goat Mania. I have no yeah. idea how they heard about it, but, yeah, so, it just grew um, and grew. It was amazing. So what, what are your memories of the day, Kyle? Just give us a bit of an overview of what you loved about it, what was, what was good. I think how many people we saw out there that had never run in the rang before was really cool. The amount of people that came up saying, oh, I've never been out here before. Like I never realized this was so close to the, you know, the highwaying, so close to everything. Um, and I've heard from a few people since that have said, oh, that was 
really cool to be able to go out there and explore some trails. I've never done that before. So that was really, really a cool highlight. But I just think seeing everyone again was probably the highlight. I think, like you said, yeah. we've had four months where there's been no events on and now we've kind of kind of got the ability to be able to see everyone again. And that was probably the highlight is just everyone catching up. And I think, like I said, when I posted on Facebook, I don't think I've ever seen everyone so happy running on the trails before. Everyone seemed to have a really good time and really enjoy it. So that was probably the highlight overall of just getting the you know local trail running community back together. Yeah, I think I think you're definitely right. That was the most enjoyable thing. Even when we we're out there running loops, most people were running in groups, twos, threes, fours, fives. You know, you could just see that everyone was happy to be back, having a bit of a chat. Um, didn't really turn it into a race as such. A few people went out and got some crowns and things, which was great. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I said in the morning, didn't we? That's what we go to races for, isn't it? We go to run hard for, you know, for the shorter races, anywhere from you know park run through to an hour. Uh, these local trail races and things, and then we sit around and chat for three or four hours, don't we? That's kind of what what it is. It's what we all love about it. Most of the time, we're not there for the race; we're there just to catch up with everyone and see how everyone's going. So that was awesome, absolutely incredible. And um, the total loops, Kyle. What did what did we get in the end? What was on your clicker? So I sat there and we're clicking most of the laps through. So we got three hundred and ninety-three laps. So I think that was a lot more than all of us expected. I remember when we first talked about this, we started throwing some numbers out there. And I'd guess just over 300. And I think you were in 250 or around yeah. that. And Ben was even less than that. Yeah. And I felt like I was quietly optimistic, but I didn't think we were going to get close to 400 laps run. Considering I remember when we were talking back on these first episodes we ever did, you know, coming up on a year ago, and we'd be cracking maybe 100 a month if we were lucky. Yeah. And thinking how good it was for us to crack 100 a month. So to think we got nearly 400 in one day is quite incredible. And I think you said afterwards, it'd be great to see the heat map. If you go onto the desktop on Strava, you can see your own. I've looked at my own personal heat map in terms of where I sort of seem to run it. I've got a loop around the goat loop and then there's a bit around Oxenford Lake and then obviously where I live up here and a bit down Main Beach. But I don't know if you can see like an overall heat map of what's gone on. Yeah, so if you go on like the segment explore and click on the heat map, it'll pop up a heat map for everyone. Oh, yeah. And you can see that. And the goat loop's definitely, I have looked at that previously. And that was before Goat Mania. It was probably one of the brightest bits in Narang. So I'd be interested to see how bright it is now. Let's, uh, let's after we record this podcast, let's see if we can get on there, take a screenshot of it, and we'll chuck it up on social yeah. media because it, it, it'd it. be shining like a traffic beacon, wouldn't it, right now? It'd have to be one of the brightest spots on the coast at the moment for the amount of activity yeah. it's had in the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, look, a huge thanks to everyone who came out. And um, I sort of went through the week, and as I said, I could only do this on Strava. Um, and kind of made a bit of a tally of how many people ran which certain loops. So I've got it as accurate as I possibly can because we really want to give a shout-out to everyone who came out and just a thanks. So um, if I've got these number of loops wrong, I do apologise. But as I said, this is my project this week on Strava was to go through and try and figure out who did how many laps. So uh, the people who did one lap. So James Blantham. pronouncing all these names. I'm excited yeah. to hear all no, these I've, names. I've, yeah, I've, been like pronouncing Bruce, them all. I've been like Bruce McAvaney this week, just getting that pronunciation <laughs> perfect. Um, you know, it's important. So I've been studying some of the great commentators of all time and Bruce has got to be the best. So I, I've been... Here we go. This is your moment. This is your moment. Uh, now, first of all, James Blanton, we're going to come back to him because his yes. his loop was quite a story. So James Blanton, Sean Kelly, Scott George, Brad Glover, Andy Baxter and son, Finn Baxter. We'll yes. come back to Finn later because that's a big, big story. story there. Um, we've got Steve Jackson. We've got Andrew Marquis, Adam Gordon, Dr. Drew, uh, Steph Wilton, Alana Pouchnig, uh, 
Uh, Rod Clout, Owen Peters, Steve Fairbanks, Luca Brown, Matthew Brown, Georgia Stevens, Doug Black, Travis and Cara Briggs, David and Hayley Beaton, Laura Marquis, Sarah Stubbs, Lucy Milliner, Emily Townsend, Zach Cachola, Kim uh, Minter, Jen Peterson, Kim Ridley, Cassie Luttrell, Kayla Kuzmanowski, uh, Jessica Walker, Tracy Clark, David McCormack, Daniel Prince, Sean Lyons, and Danny Bock. So those were those those were the people who who I got down for one lap. Um, and as I said, if if you've broken up your your day into multiple singles, I probably only put you in the single category there. So I do. Yeah, you missed one person there that I don't think I heard you say. Who's that? And I told her I'd give her a special mention because she actually came out and ran the goat loop when I didn't think she would. Yep. But Caitlin came out and ran a goat loop. <clears throat> had did never she? run a goat loop before. She yeah, she ran. It was on Strava. You must. Have what time? What, what time of day did she come out? On mid morning. Really? Trey's around with her. Yeah. She came out mid morning. I, I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. First time go, Lou. I told her I'd give her a special mention. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, <clears throat> we'll come back to James and, and Finn a bit later as well, but two loops. Um, Dana Maher, Stephen Ketley, Jack Gill, um, my wife, Teresa, Hannah Cooper, Tom Brimelow, um, Luca Johnson, Jessica Elizabeth, Steve Walker, Ben Tardrew, Brendan Watt, Charlie Rayner, Harry Cantrell, Brendan Watt, Andrew, Andrew Kingston, Jeremy Warren, Grant Colley, Jesse Kelly, Pete Smith, Matt Dempsey, Trent Flesser, Fee Powers, Colleen Jenks, Henry Coombs, Tanya Hignett, Sue Seelig, Sarah Hamilton, Maria Breeden, Kyle Garner, Sharon Webster, Sam Donovan, Mark Donovan, Mandy Oliver, Sonia Ware, Tina Melrose-Doyle, and Tina Adams. So... You well can see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so you can see that a lot of people doing a single lap or two laps. I think off the top of my head, there must be about 40 in each there, you know, roughly. So, yep. um, yeah, but let's, let's, as I said, James Blanton was just happened to be when I was looking through Strava on Monday. He was the first one that came off my list. So James, yeah. James is a good this runner. This was one of my highlights of the day. This was yeah. one of the most exciting parts of the day. Talk us through this then, Cole. Off you go. So, I was obviously interested to see if anyone was going to come and have a crack at one lap on either the male or female side. And obviously we're watching this very closely at the moment because you, Tom, are currently sitting in 10th position and hanging on by the skinny of teeth with a 29.47. Yeah. Now – And I know it's happening. Will, it's, it's going to happen soon. And it's to be honest, happen. To be honest, I'd rather it just happened. Like yeah. just be done with it. So James, so James turns up. So James turns up and he said, I'm going to have a crack. Well, he okay, warms up, we doesn't go. he, first? He did a proper warm-up, so we knew he was having a crack. So this was very got exciting. So we made sure that when he started, we had our watches ready because we were sitting at the finish line and we wanted to know exactly where he was at because we knew he was going to be kind of right around that sub-30, 30-minute mark, which was going to potentially push you out of the top 10. Yeah, And we he started on his- that down. We had I was probably more than that watching. There was a few people watching on to see what time he would do. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and I remember it got to about 27, 28 minutes in, and we all started to get a little bit antsy going, oh, when's he coming? A few of us stood up going, he's got to be coming around this corner soon. And we didn't know exactly because he obviously the segment doesn't start right on the gate. It starts about 5 to 10 metres up from the gate and finishes yeah. just before the gate. So we didn't know exactly to the second when he'd started the segment or when it was going to finish. We knew roughly where he was. And I think it got to about oh, 29.30, 29.35 when we could see him through the trees. Start, he was flying down that last yeah. descent. And he came running through. And pretty much what we timed him at was right around exactly what your time was for the top 10. Yeah. So we knew it was going to be really close. 
and we had no idea. And we said to him, you've got to go and upload this. We need to know whether you, you've made the top 10 or not. And, and he said, oh, okay. His phone was in the car, wasn't it, remember? His phone was in the car and he said, I'll go to the car and upload and then I'll come back. And then, so we were sitting there just refreshing Strava, waiting for his run yeah. to come through. And then his run came through and he had run 29.49, which means that you held on to the top 10 spot by two <laughs> seconds and he never came back from the cars. He didn't, he didn't come back. He was filthy, wasn't he? But um, he was. It, was, it was a good run. It was a very good run on, it was on that a good day. run. We became no one the fourth person to ever run sub thirty on the goat loop. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so I'm tenth, twenty nine forty seven. He's twenty nine forty nine in eleventh, and Benny's twenty nine fifty four in twelfth. So yeah, outstanding. But um, yeah, so a huge thanks. And uh, as you said, a lot of people in that, you know, the one loop or the two loop probably did it for the first time. So yeah, we yeah. hope we've uh, we've you and your your running friends we introduced you to a bit of a new loop. Um, which is great, but we'll come back to the to the goat mania. Um, we're going to keep coming back to it during this episode, so we don't just talk too much about it. But as you said at the intro, Kyle, there's been some races. There's Finally, been back- we've been Mount waiting me. for so long. So we had the Mount Me Marathon and Half yeah. Marathon up in North Brisbane on this morning. Um, so I'm just going to run through the results there because this will be a lot of our you know Brisbane. I don't know how many Gold Coasters would have gone up to it. Um, but a lot of Brisbane and Sunshine Coast runners would have ventured to this one. So yeah. I'll go through the half marathon first. So we'll go through the female results in the half marathon. Um, so third place, we had Bridget McGowan. She ran 2.07. Second, we had Jay Cronin Thompson in 159.23. And in first place, just one minute ahead was Mel Newton. So she took out the win by one minute and 12 seconds over the half marathon distance. So I thought that was quite cool to have a close yeah. finish in the first race back. In the male side of things in the half marathon, third place, Dara King, 149.31. Second, Matthew Langmack in 148.25. And in first, who was just, I believe, about 50 seconds in front was Luke Jones. And then also fourth place was 150. So there was just over three minutes separating one, two, three, and four in the half Jesus, marathon. It's, it's close racing, isn't it? That's You don't normally Ooh. get that close, like for trail races. It normally spreads out a bit. So that's... that's These are all the people exciting. coming out of lockdown and not racing fit and ready to go there's obviously a lot of people so that was the half marathon there was um a shorter one as well but i don't have those results here but the marathon will go into as well um so on the female side we had in third place helen keegan ran 531 robin kotza ran 442 and then carol robinson ran 413 so one by about half an hour. So well wow. done, Carol. On the, yeah, very impressive. Taking out the first marathon trail win for the last few months. And then on the male side, we had third place, Trevor Warburton in 4.02, just two minutes ahead. Now, I know that these two guys are good friends and finished this together. However, the timing system has got Kieran O'Brien in second in 3.59.59. So he got in by 0.8 of a second under four hours. Um, And obviously crossing the line with him was Joey Campbell, who you and I know well as we ran with him the other weekend. Yeah. When he did his first sub-three-hour marathon. What an incredible fortnight for Joey, hey? Sub-three marathon. Then he goes in his first sub-three marathon. As far as the results say, as far as the results say, he's beaten Kieran O'Brien, which – His name's on mine. I claim that. I mean, you put uh, you put Kieran as the as your standout runner for last year, and it's yes, it's quite it's quite um, you know I, I guess surreal to think that Kieran during this whole lockdown, because I think he only just joined Strava. I think today he actually became a Strava account. Right, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. There you go. Because I think he joined. So he's, he's obviously trained very hard through lockdown. And then as soon as lockdown is out and quarantine's over, Kieran just comes and takes out the first race. Now, I've got a question for you, Kyle. Running yes. to get running together, what do you make of it? Hmm. I think no, this is a trick. <laughs> I'm, not a huge, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of it, to be honest. I think in a race like that, I don't mind it. Yep. Um, in really competitive races, I don't like it. <laughs> um, I think those guys are good friends and out in front. I don't think that matters. It would have always been interesting. So this always comes back to me. So a few years ago, Ando, myself, and Kieran ran a 50K up at Glasshouse, and all three of us were together. And then at about the 35K mark, Ando and I pulled ahead, and we were running together when we both got lost. Long story there, but we got well and truly lost. Yep. Um, and it ended up that all three of us ended up not running together towards the end and all separated. But my thought was always going to be with that one between Ando and I, if we had raced into that last few Ks together and the way we were racing each other, it would have been on, it wouldn't have been hold hands across the finish line. It would have been yeah. a race. And so I think it's different between different people. I, I don't really care to be honest. <laughs> I don't. Because it's, it's interesting for me because I think who, like, obviously if you know each other and you're good mates, then you have that discussion, but let's say you're two strangers, you don't know each other, but you run neck and neck for, you know, three know. hours or so. Like, and who makes the yeah, who got, makes the, race. Who, asks, who asks the question? Who makes the call? Like, Whoever's feeling the worst asks the question because that's right. Get dropped. But that's right. So, but if but if you ask the question, then then you're basically telling the other guy or girl that you're not feeling good, and then yeah. you, that guy's got to make a decision. Well, I can bury this guy or girl now because yeah, you're just, just sure we can finish together if you can keep up. Yeah, that's when you just go really hard. Um, I don't know. All right, but what about uh, what about race directors, Kyle? Do they want to see this? Do they want to see people coming across the line? Because cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Was there a situation at UTA years ago where two people came to the top of the stairs together and had a sprint finish? Yes, and I was there right. for it, and it was the yep. best thing ever. It was probably my right. best memory of UTA, and I'm so glad they sprint finished. <laughs> but yeah, what do you reckon? What do you reckon race directors make of it? Uh, I think it just causes hassles for them because they've got one first trophy and one second trophy. We had the same issue actually. So Troy, Lethlian and I finished equal third at Blackall and same issue as they didn't because obviously it was timing system. I think one of us was half a second ahead of the other one and we had to say to them like, no, we were both third because we crossed the line at the same time. Um, So I've been both sides of this where I've raced people right to the end and I've also run with people through the finish together. Yeah. I think it comes down to personal preference. I think it's a pain for the race directors. They'd rather run just finish individually. <laughs> but the, the reason the reason I can ask this question is because I'm never in the situation. So I can I can have an opinion about this and not have to come, go through with it. But um but yeah, no, when I saw it, I was like, as you said, they are good mates, um, Joey and Kieran. So you can see why that actually happened. And I think Kieran has been a big influence, hasn't he, on um yeah. Joey's running for the last four or five years or whatever. So I think he actually said in the Strava comment that the idea four years ago that Joey would be running a marathon and winning it and becoming, you know, you know, exceptionally good amateur was uh, was a long way away. So he's had a huge, huge two weeks. So well done, Joey. Well done, Kieran, to getting back and the people who uh, got up there to mount me. Um, any idea of elevation, Kyle, roughly off the top of your head? Did you? uh, no, not off the top of my head. I'd have to have a look at someone's run. I don't think it's too hilly. I think it's – let me have a look. I'll get on to Joey's run. I saw his just before. Over, I think over 2,000? No, I don't think it's that – I don't think it's that hilly. His run said today that it's so forty three point one, and it was fourteen hundred. Okay, so you're looking at you're looking at thirty five ish kilometers, thirty five meters a kilometer. So that's that's decent. Yeah. That's it's got enough hills in it. Yeah, that's kind of what you get, don't you? When you go out to the rain for a long run out there, you end up with that thirty 
30 metres a kilometre for elevation, yep. roughly, you know, yep. sort of regardless of where you go. But let's uh, let's jump back uh, to uh, Gary. One more point. One more point oh, yeah. on yeah, that yeah. finishing okay. equal because this is a scenario that I've always wanted to happen and it's never happened, is Kokoda. That if two teams of four are running down three hills and one team's catching the other, there's no way those teams would finish together. Because I've yes. been in those that situation where we've been in the top couple of teams and we've always said running through Narang, if we catch them, we're going straight past them. There's yep. no way we are waiting yep. on another team. And that would be kind of fun because you've got eight guys not knowing who's the It's literally don't be the last person back because your team's going to come second. So that's a well, situation yeah. I'd love to see. And I'd love to see two teams racing down three hills at the end of Kokoda. Absolutely. Not because really the Kokoda spirit, but anyway, <laughs> it'd be good to yeah. watch. Because everyone remembers those grand finals, haven't they, in NRL and rugby and AFL, particularly the AFL one. I remember years ago, Collingwood St Kilda, when they – was it Collingwood St Kilda? Yep, they drew. When they drew. And it, at the siren, it was the eeriest of feelings when both sides yeah. was either a win or a loss. No one knew what to make of it. And I imagine, you know, particularly at a race like Kokoda, when there's eight people crossing the line together and yep. if, if there's no winner, you, you'd be kind of like, well – what do we make of this? So well, this is exactly what happened at UTA in that sprint finish that I couldn't like. It didn't take away from the person who came second because you've no. just run for a hundred k's, ten hours in up in these hills and mountains, and you're one second behind. No one really thinks any less of you for coming second, but everyone remembers that moment of that sprint yeah. finish. Yeah, and that was the coolest thing, and that's what I'll always remember. I half the time I can't remember who won and who came second. It was mm. just that that happened was such a good moment. So I think some good things can come out of the racing. And yeah. I'm sure there's some lovely moments when everyone finishes together as well. Definitely. So let's jump back to Goat Mania. So three and four loops. So the people who did three loops, which, of course, is the widow maker, was uh, Ryan McEwer, Travis Coleman, Zach Harris, Ben Deneen, yourself, Kyle. Was that right, three? Yeah, I yep. did do three. Uh, Luke Kilborn, Sam McLaren, Tracy Thornhill, Heather Park, Michelle Bjorkman, um, Daryl Bancroft, Libby Shervington, Fiona Watson, and Maureen King. Again, hopefully I've got it right. This is all based on Strava. And then four loops was Mel Haley, Scott Henry, Brody Clark, Sean Breeden, Ben Kelly, Rick Bain, Cameron Charnley, and Christy Windmill, who went out there and ran four loops with uh, with Britt Calling. Uh, and Christy took a couple of crowns on the way, I think. Say two and three? Two, three, and four. Yep. Yep, absolutely. But, um, Kyle, take me back to, to, uh, to Finn Baxter. The story of the day. Gotta be. This was the highlight of the day by far. So as we spoke about the last few episodes and I'd been kind of banging on about, I was really excited because I thought we were going to hit the 3000th loop during Goat Mania. So mm. obviously everyone will remember when Ben Deneen hit the 2000th loop and that was his 300th individual loop a couple of months ago. I believe that was in April sometime. So over those last few months, we've had another thousand loops run. So it was always the big thing. And that's why I had the clicker on the day because everyone was kind of thinking, oh, why don't you just look at Strava? But we wanted to know exactly when the 275th person because that's how many loops we needed to hit 3,000, finish that lap. So that's why we were counting as it happened. And we were all standing around because I hadn't actually run at this point. This was about 10.30. And there was a group of us together that were starting to go, okay, we'll go out for a lap or two and just jog around. Um, and then Ben Deneen said, oh, Brad Glover's going to be here soon. We'll wait for him. So, okay. And then Brad got here and said, oh, Andy Baxter and his son are on their way. And I think Andy's daughter as well, we're coming out for a run. Um, yeah. We'll wait for them to come. And then we were looking and counting down because people were still coming through at how many laps we had left. And I think it was around 30, then it was 25, and then it was 20 laps to go. And we thought yep. well, there's probably 20 people out on the loop right now anyway. So if we don't go now, we're probably going to miss it. Wouldn't it be cool if it was one of us? We were laughing about who was going to get it. But if we don't go now, we're probably going to miss it. So yeah, I but think I was dead keen not to give it to you or Ben as well. I, I knew you were. So yeah. we probably wanted to get it. 
<laughs> so, I, would have heard, then, I would have forged those results. Had, 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 it been, had it been you or Benny or me, we would have done, we would have shifted it to someone else. But yeah, so I, I actually told you guys you'd gone too late. I thought you'd blown it. Yeah, and uh, I did too. So I, I actually got halfway around. So Finn and Andy, the Baxters, arrived and we thought, okay. And then the plan was also Finn wanted to try and break 40 minutes for the goat loop. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, we're all going to be running at a decent pace here. So we started off, and I think there was something like 15 or 16 loops to hit 3,000. And I actually got about halfway around the loop, and I thought, oh, it would have been a good idea for me to take my phone. So I could have called you and said, what are we up to? How close are we? Yeah. So we were running along, and we probably started, we probably passed, I don't know, five or six people in the first you know, two-thirds of the loop. And then we started running down after you get to the top of three hills. Um, we saw Rowan out there, and he ran with us for a bit as well. And then we were running down the last descent, and Finn was coming flying through and we knew it was going to be close to sub 40. We had no idea how many loops had been done, um, but there was about eight or 10 of us that had all run together for this loop. And we knew he was going to run through at the finish ahead of us all. And with about, oh, it would have been only 300 meters to go, we passed one more person. I'm not sure who it was that we passed. It was a lady that was out there running a loop. But we all flew past her with like a minute to go. And then we came flying through the finish and a few of us were running quite quick and Finn came sprinting through the middle yep. um, and Ben Deneen and a few of Brad were with us and they were making a big commotion that he was about to break 40. And little did we know that that was the 3,000th loop. So he sprinted through at the end and took the 3,000th ever goat loop, which was just Good. such a cool moment that it worked out like that, that he's broken 40 minutes and ran the 3,000th goat loop. And if we would left 30 seconds later... Yep. It wouldn't have been any of us. It wouldn't have happened like that. So it worked out absolutely perfectly. And I think Finn was pretty excited to get the little plaque that you'd made kindly made up for the 3,000th goat loop. And Yep, the fence paling. The fence yep. paling. The, the fence paling with a couple of little pictures of some goats on there. And it was it was almost like a passing of the baton, wasn't it, really, over to the next generation because um, we had a lot of kids out there as well. We did. Uh, and that was probably another highlight to see yeah. how many eight, nine, ten year olds came out and did a loop, which was really cool to see. But what a moment, Finn running the 3,000th goat loop. Absolutely. Um, and as you said, so 2,000th was done maybe in March, April time. So in that time, 1,000 has been done. Obviously, the 4,000th probably won't be done as quickly because there won't be a goat mania day, which is going to take up 400 loops. But, um, but yeah, that's now the next the next push, isn't it? But uh, have we seen on Strava this week a number of people are now shifting over to Goat 2.0, which we might have to do a yeah. special podcast on? Because I think we're going to have to because it's we've mentioned it a few times. And I reckon there's a lot of people listening going, what's the Goat Loop 2.0? They don't actually yeah. know what that is. Um, yeah. But that has definitely gained popularity. A lot of the people who originally ran the Goat Loop years ago have all yeah. shifted across the Goat Loop 2.0. So that's kind yeah. of the, the next frontier when it comes to the Goat Loop. So we'll, right. we'll talk about that more in the future. In, in in the way of great people in the past, as soon as something becomes popular and famous and on trend, you shift yeah, and, you, and, and you pivot onto something else. So, yeah, a number of people have gone over. We're going to see, keep talking about the goat loop in the months to come and we'll keep an eye on it. But, um, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, Lazy Lorna we could talk about. We could talk about uh, as in well, 2.0. Lazy Lorna, the other thing that we need to obviously, there's a lot of commotion currently going on with single trails in Narang. So I don't know if we want to touch we'll on to that, that, but there's a lot. We'll get to that later. But We'll get to that. Anyway, um, issues there. But, Let's again. Let's leave Goat Mania alone. I'll come back to the uh, the the bigger loops in a moment. But this morning, um, down at Coolangatta, close to the border, close to the uh, the police cordon zone down there. I didn't actually see it, but there was the very first run for the Run GC um, lead up series for the GC fifty. Yourself and 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 I went down there, um, which was great, wasn't it? We had I think Trav Island who organises it from. From Run Down Under said we had 34 people down there, uh, more people doing it at home, doing their time trial at home. But what a good morning, Kyle. What is it? How, it was a great I actually, morning. 
you said you woke up before the alarm clock. You were that excited. I had yeah, butterflies in my stomach. It's about a 50-minute drive down there, and I thought, what am I getting nervous for here? But it was just the chance to just to let rip, wasn't it, really? It was a chance to race. We haven't raced for so long. Like We've been yeah. doing all time trials and fun things, but not actually standing on the start line with people around you going for a little mm-hmm. run and a race. So I was really excited. It's you know, It probably wasn't the biggest race we've ever done, but but racing again, that was probably the most exciting thing. So I was but really the beauty the beauty of a time trial though is that if it if it goes bad, you just you just set it to private or you don't upload it. Whereas yeah, no one here, knows it's on Strava. Here, here it's in front of everyone. Not at all. So it was um yeah, it started down in Queens. Is it Queens Park down at Coolangatta near the Coolangatta? Yeah. Um near the uh the surf club down there. And it was five K and Trav's got one of these on every single month, uh, leading up to G C fifty. But um, but yeah, it was it was just good, wasn't it, to be back? Um, that was awesome. I loved it. We've said in the past that five k's hurt, um, and this one seriously did. I never got into a great zone. I felt like I ran okay, but I never got into that perfect feeling. Uh, more so, I put the blame on you and Luke Kilborn because that first two hundred and fifty to three hundred meter was just hell for leather. Um, so you're supposed to I, run every race, isn't it? You're supposed I, to yeah. sprint off the start line. Absolutely, absolutely. So it was two and a half k out. We sort of turned at North Kira, came back. Um, not as I mean, it wasn't. We said afterwards it wasn't deadpan flat, but it was a pretty true five k, wasn't it? Because the footpath yep. rolls up and down. And then those of you who know, I think it's Kira Surf Club, isn't it? We went past that, and then you go up the little hill round the sort of right hand bend into Coolangatta. So that little hill at the end was a bit testing, wasn't it? But um, yes. but yeah, how did you how did you feel on the on the day? Uh, I felt good without feeling great. I didn't feel as good as when I ran my first 5K time trial. I definitely didn't feel that good. Um, And I kind of said to you at the start, I think I'm just going to go out quite hard and just see how I feel. And if I feel good, then great. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And if I don't feel good, then so be it. But I'd rather go out and see how I go. So (laughs) the gun, so to speak, kind of went off and we took off it. Well, I took off it a a lot faster than I probably should have. (laughs) I remember turning around at about the 100 meter mark at Luke going, I think we're running way too fast. I think we're running 240 pace or something stupid. Yeah, we kind of backed it off up around up around the hill, but yeah, I went out and I went out quite hard and managed to hang on. I was I ended up so I missed my PB by five seconds in the end, but I considering yeah. how hard I went out, I was pretty happy to hang on and and run that time. So another one under sixteen was nice. Yeah, that was good. And uh, yeah, Lukey crossed the line second in sixteen thirty seven, and I dipped under eighteen for third. Um, and yeah, in the females, uh, Shelley Coleman uh, took out the female yes. one, twenty-one ten. Uh, Narelle yeah, Pierce, well. 20, yeah, Narelle Pierce, twenty-four to forty-two, and Betty Wedding, uh, twenty-four fifty-five for third. But um, yeah, look, I, I I can't stress enough how how good this day was and how great it was to get down there and race and to have a bit of a chat afterwards, as we said, because that's what we're really there for. Sometimes is the coffee and chats afterwards, but. The, ten, the next race is on the 23rd of August. It's a 10K race, and I think he's just going to keep the track going north through Kira. Um, but, yeah, really good, guys. If you can get down there and, and like, it's – we've talked in the past about how sometimes races can be expensive, and this just goes to prove that it just takes a little bit of a community effort to get a race together. You know, he said at the beginning, Trav, there's no bibs, there's no – you're in charge of your own timing, there's no medals, there's no nothing. It, it was literally turn up, let rip, have a bit of a go, and that was it. And – and it felt like a 5K race, didn't it? It felt as, right. as good. And, and for those people anyway. listening that are thinking of doing it, it's free. Like it's not yeah. like we had to pay anything to do this. You just signed up online, free to sign up, come down and and have a race. So yep. there's going to be a 10K in a month, a half marathon, and I think it, then it's back to a 10K just before GC50. Yeah. But if anyone's looking for a good kind of time trial and a good hit out, it's a fast course. Yep. So come on down and, and have a run. 
Absolutely. So that was that was good fun. And we said in the past, haven't we, that five Ks hurt. They really do hurt. And but they're important, aren't they? Like we've said, you know, how crucial it is, regardless of what distance you're running, just to keep running five Ks. And as much as when I was driving down this morning, there were parts of me thinking, oh, you could just tempo this, just, you know, or maybe do it as a builder. You're going through all these scenarios in your head. Oh, maybe I'll negative split it. Maybe I'll go out easy in the first K and come home. But then you have to just tell yourself, no, come on, you've got to do a 5K. You've got to be 5K fit to be any kind of runner. And whatever your 5K time is that you're aiming for, you've got to be hitting that mark if you want to be running a good marathon or a good 50 or a good half marathon or whatever. So, yeah. I, had to, I, had yeah, to to I agree i agree it i i haven't hurt like that in a long time i don't think yeah. i've ever hurt like that in an ultra let alone what that felt like this morning so it was 16 minutes of absolute pain yeah but then we just good. said we were, we were talking before this i said how how's everything feeling today legs and everything but this is the good thing isn't it is that you don't have any soreness in the legs you you can get up and pretty much go into another training week maybe with one or two easy days running but you're not yep. really adjusting your training much at all, are you? And you can even run no. these on tired legs. You know, you could do your long run on the Saturday and then you're probably not going to run as fast, but you could certainly get up and still run Sunday morning and have a have a decent hit out on tired legs. So you kind of don't have to adjust your training at all, do you? You can just slot these 5Ks in and, and away you go. That's the beauty of it. Absolutely. No, I enjoy them. I've so, never um, done 5Ks like that before, but it's nice to change it up. So definitely yes. come down to the next one. You did say uh, you've never actually done a 10K on the road, have you? So No, I never have. So next month might be my first 10K. All right. Prediction time. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you have a good day, a, a, a good to decent day where uh, – I, I'd be very happy if I could break 33, maybe 32 yep. high, yep. something like that. I'd be very yep. happy with. Okay. We'll, we'll put that out there. So out there. late August when we do the podcast in late August – 3230 to 33 I think you'd be able to do that that's, that's uh, 16 and a half, 16 and a half minute uh, 5k's that means that's you've pretty, got you got 40 free. you got 40 seconds on yourself there I'm yeah yeah I'm backing you in for that what's your time what's your time come on uh, well I said didn't I this morning that if you, I reckon if you add 30 seconds to your 5k then double that you pretty much get a, a decent um 10k predictor Isn't that exactly so, what I just said I was going to do no, you added forty seconds. You gave yourself a bit more time. Did not get out of it. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm going to say sub thirty-seven is what I cool. want. So you've heard it here. Tom's running thirty-six ten 36. at least, <laughs> at least. So if everyone wants to come down and hold him accountable to that, we'll have a stopwatch at the finish. Thirty-six, maybe even thirty-five fifty. I reckon 30, that's got a no. nice ring to it. Thirty-five fifty-eight, thirty-five fifty-nine. <laughs> oh man, if I do that, I'll be. Uh... I'll be retiring for the year, I think. Let's um, <laughs> let's jump back to Goat Mania. So let's get up into the big loops now. So yeah. this, was, this was so pleasing to see people having a crack at a lot of big loops. So um, one of the best runs of the day was Britt Cowling. So Christy Windmill ran four loops with her and Britt ran five loops and took uh, – I think she, she definitely took the fifth crown. Um, she did. But I thought she got one of the other ones. Anyway, but um, – Yeah, they were close. They were together for the first pretty much two – to three, I think, and and Brit, I think, had and and her family had been up the Sunshine Coast, hadn't they, for the weekend, and so they drove back down Sunday, got to Narang at like twelve thirty. We were laughing, weren't we? Saying who who the hell comes to Narang at twelve thirty in the day, start five loops, and um, I didn't realize how far she was going to run it. I didn't I didn't know they were going to go that quick, and I remember she came in and had a quick little aid station for two minutes, and you could see her eyes; they just yeah. they were in race mode, weren't they? So um, it was good to I, see. I know Britt and Christy are um, 
are training, aren't they, from Margaret River? Yes. Um, later in the year. So, uh, yeah, that's that was an amazing, amazing performance. Also doing five loops as well was Brad Aird and Rowan Miller. Um, I did five as well. Yeah, so six loops, Jodie Cumner. So a huge, a big thank you to Jodie because she brought out, um, I think she brought out 32 members from Inform Running and they did over over 60, between 60 and 70 laps on the day. So in terms of a, a team effort, like Jodie's team was outstanding, such good uh, positivity, such good atmosphere out there with them and they, they all had a great day. Um, and as I said, Jodie... Natalie Goodman did six, Janice Tide did six, and yeah, we see Colin Mancy, just what an absolute champion Colin is, just keeps going lap after lap after lap to do a marathon out there on the goat loop. Um, as I said, Colin's in the 70, uh, 70 to 80-year-old age bracket, I think, and you know, he'd, you look at him and you think, man, that's I just love to be doing that when I'm that age. I know. Unbelievable. I don't know how he did it. That was It was very impressive to watch. Um and I'm actually going to try and meet up with Colin in the next couple of uh, weeks and do a running story on him because um, I just want to get inside the head of a guy who's in his 70s who's still running. Like, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So um, seven laps. Kimberly DeWall, uh, seven yes. laps. Uh, Reese Drummond, eight laps. Now, I when I woke up on the morning of Goat Mania, I saw that Reese had begun and it was like 4 a.m. Um, so early they, starts. they started very, very early. Now, no one did nine loops. Uh, on its own but we had three people that did 10 loops we had a good friend of mine uh maddie mcintyre who we used to play football with uh, at runaway bay he was my captain at runaway bay what a captain he was um and he's taken his enthusiasm into the uh into the goat loop arena so that was great i think maddie actually ran the scenic rim this morning smashed 20 yes, minutes that. 20 minutes i think off last Very year time. So, yeah he's one of um dave coombs's uh athletes so Dave's doing some great work. Maddie ran with his sister, um, Eve, uh, and they both ran 10 loops each. And, of course, that becomes the record, doesn't it, Kyle, for females? Eve, it is. Eve, the record broken. I think probably you, one of the runs of the day. I think you'd pronounce her last name, Lano, L-A-N-O-U-X. So, yeah, Eve, amazing performance, 10 laps, the first female to do 10 laps, the first female to reach enlupinment. Um, so that was, that was incredible and great to see. And they just, they, they ran the day perfectly. If you have a look at their splits, they broke it down perfectly. You know, they hiked when they needed to hike, they hiked early. So yeah, the training they've done with Dave has just paid off big time. Um, and then, uh, Vince Stefanak did 10 laps as well. Now Vince went out with a, with a, did a fair few laps with a, a friend of his. Now we don't actually have Craig's surname, do we Kyle? Like we, we couldn't quite figure out. Craig's last name, but Craig did 11 laps, which was the record of the day. So Vince did 10, Craig did 11. Um, outstanding. Great to see people working in twos um, and threes through the day. But, yeah, big congratulations to everyone. As I said, I hope I've got everyone who came out there on Strava. I've been looking through the week to try and find the people who did each lap. Um, if I put you in the wrong category, I do apologise. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. We've probably missed a bunch of people who have only been on Strava, so I'm sure you can yep. let us know. Who else did it? There would have been a lot more. I think there was quite a few more out there that weren't on Strava. So I think there was quite a few more than that as well. And we've been, as I said at the start, we've been blown away by how much people have really enjoyed this and got into this and how much the Goat Loop has taken off. And we hope that it's it's given some motivation to people through the last you know three or four months. And we hope it's going to be a big part of your life in the in the years to come. We are planning another kind of event for next year um as well um so we'll keep you posted about that probably at the start of next year we'll start talking about it but 
you know, last year we did Goat Loop Classic and we had a few people out there introduce him to the Goat Loop for the first time. This year we had Goat Mania. You know, you said that every single record has been broken in the last three months. All yeah. that's all is that's male and female now from one lap all the way through to sixteen. What, Ten for females, sixteen for males. Every single record has gone in the last three months, which is absolutely fabulous. Um, it is. And so motivating. So uh, just like we said, you want to be in 5K f- fitness, but you also Goat Loop is a great indicator of where you go. Goat Loop fitness, absolutely. That's the trail um, version of Park Run. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, big big thank you to everyone who came out. You really made our made our day and we were sort of glowing for the week afterwards. Um, and it was, it, like we said, it's so great just to chat to people and see what everyone's and up to. And like we said before, like the actual Go Loop itself, and I've joked about this with a lot of people, it's probably one of the most boring loops that you could do on the Gold Coast as far yeah. as trail goes. It's Absolutely. not the most spectacular loop ever, but it's the fact that that many people came out, I think, just to run together and have a day like that where they all can chat, catch up. I don't think it was yep. necessarily about the loop. It was just a, an event or something that they could do and work towards. So yep. it kind of just goes to show that it doesn't, necessarily have to be the most spectacular run in the world it's just it's not necessarily about the run it's about everything else that goes yep. with it and it it has you have to be good at every single element of trail running don't you you've got to be good at being able to run up a slight hill you've got to be good at hiking you've got to be good at running you know pretty quick for long descents and it probably isn't a very steep descent at any stage maybe down the rocky road section is a bit technical but it pretty much has every element of trail running and you've got to be good across it you know um I think when we talked earlier about James Blanton, when he got close to my 10th time, his time going up the goat climb was actually quite a bit slower than mine, but his time coming down the last hill to gate was equally a lot faster than mine. So all he needs to do is learn to hike a bit better. Um, And I think given what he's done in the past, I think he's very good at hiking. So he needs to hike a little bit quicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, look, before we move on, Kyle, uh, I had a look at the two segments. The two yes. big segments. These interested me. Who actually got the crowns for the day? Who do you reckon got the goat climb, male, female? Now, I gave you a hint this morning about the male, but I actually got it wrong. It wasn't who I told you this morning. So, uh, okay. Who do you reckon, male, female? Um, I reckon. What about? I'm trying to think, male. I'm trying to think of the people who actually went out and ran it pretty quick. And there are people I can think of that definitely ran a quicker lap were James, Ryan, Lee. And then the group that we were with obviously moved up it pretty well as well. I don't know anyone else that may have – I don't know if Travis Colm, he was out there doing a few laps. I don't know if he went up it fast one time. And then on the female side, potentially either Britt, Christy, Dana. They're the names that are jumping out. I've, I've probably missed some people there. So female was Christy, Christy. Female was Christy, yeah. 317. Yeah. Uh, you did mention him in the goat climb. It was Travis Coleman, 221. Yeah, right. There you go. Who took the male one for the day? And what about last hill to gate then? Oh, I'd probably have to be James then for the James, males and probably James. Christy for the females. Yep, Christy got both of them. So James yeah. 538, Christy 640. Nice. Got the two, uh, the two blue ribbon segments, as we like there to call them. There we go. Them. Hold on, guys. Yeah, okay. Let's pivot because we've got a lot to get through. Uh, we do. More racing. Scenic rim. racing. Scenic rim race one was on this morning. Short course, nine yes. kilometres. Long course, 14 kilometres. Now... Yeah, I, I didn't actually know this. You had a bit of a story about the short course. Apparently, Ryan McEwer went the wrong way. You said he came in third yes. for the short course, 43 minutes. Um, Craig, fourth, wasn't it? I didn't it was it. Maybe it was third or fourth. I got him fourth. Oh, okay. 
was a female ahead of him. He got beaten by Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, third male, male, yeah, 43 minutes. Craig Sherritt, 39, 19. Alex Humphrey, 37, 20. Now, you said you know Alex through work. And I do know Alex. That's a very quick time for nine kilometres, 37, 20, 408 pace on the Scenic Rim um, uh, Trail Series. So, and Alex. I, say, I saw Alex on Friday night at work. He came in and saw me at work in the clinic and said to me, I've signed up for this race. I haven't really been doing much training. I'm not feeling very fit at all, but I'm just going to go out there and have a run because we're heading out there for the night, enjoy the run. But no, yep. I'm, I'm not feeling fit. But it'll be nice to be back in a race again and goes out and runs that time. So he absolutely smashed it. So, and Alex, we've, we've said a good indicator of where you are is a goat loop. So, Alex, you're, if, is he oh, local? Is he, is he Gold Coast? Yeah. Yep. Alex, get out there on the goat loop. We'd love to see it. If you can run 408 pace for nine kilometres out at Seating Rim, you're in pretty good shape, and you you need to be on that goat loop leaderboard. We need to we need it to be a true indication of what's around. As I said, I don't believe I'm tenth, and it's just where I am at the moment. And I'm quite happy to be bumped back into my rightful position. Females, Tessa Tessa Kippen got third, forty six fifty five. Um, Chi Crawford forty five fifty five, and as you said, uh, Claudia De Luca forty one twelve. She actually came in behind Craig, was third overall. Um, yeah, what a run. That's very impressive. A massive win there. Now, the long course, Kyle, you did last year. I so did. I did a bit of research into this. I don't reckon – I don't know if you would have won today. Oh, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> because last year was 15 kilometres. This year was 14. They took a kilometre yes. off. But you did your time. I looked at last year's times. You did 105. Yeah. And I don't have the seconds here, so, so I'm going to call it a high 105, if that's okay. A 105 <laughs> high. <laughs> um, so today in the long course, 14 kilometres, uh, Scott Harrison, 109. Steve Jackson, um, who organises um, you know, Run Central and the Resolution Run. And he's taken on a couple of other events this year, Steve, hasn't he? What's yes. he taking, Kyle? He's got up the buff and coastal high now. Yeah. Yep. So Steve Jackson was out there, 108 in second. And first, uh, Adrian Janega, one hour and seven seconds. So I've got him five minutes ahead of you, Kyle, there. And so I I saw it. So because the year before that, we did it and it was 14.4 or 14.5. Yep. And I think I ran 102 or 32, maybe. I can't remember what it was, 101, something like that. You have to go back and have a look. But yeah, I don't know if it was that quick. You would have, so you would have had a battle on your hands this morning. Well, yeah, I should have gone out there because you didn't give me much of a battle in the five k. <laughs> I have. I've walked into that. I've walked into that. That's right. First, yeah, no, not even for the first hundred and fifty meters this morning. So, um, yeah, well done, Adrian, Steve, and Scott there. And in the females, um, Kristen Hendrick one twelve, uh, Rebecca Idens one seventeen, and Michelle Peroni uh, one nineteen. So, yeah, it's it's. I mean these. These events last year, the Scenic Rim uh, series, they were they were really good events. The thing that I liked about them was that they were run on what I would consider like compacted trails, so it was quite quick. Um, it wasn't gravelly, it wasn't uneven. So Andrew Boney's done a lot of work out there, hasn't he, on the mountain bike scene and the yeah, mountain bike trails, trails to run on. Um, so if you can get a chance, the next one is on August the second at the Overflow Estate Winery. Slightly longer, thirteen kilometres and twenty k. Um, yep. but I, I know he's doing that because his ultra then the scenic rim ultra is on the 15th and that's 25, 65 and 105. So yeah, we, we've spoken a bit in the, in the last week or so about Ben Deneen was telling us about some race, some runs that he did, um, 
out Mount Mitchell way. Is it Mount Mitchell? Yeah, Mount Cordo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, out west on the main range. And we were saying, you know, a lot of us, we tend to stick to the same trails that we kind of know, but out west, the scenic rim, what Andrew's doing out there is absolutely awesome. And there are some beautiful trails out there and trails that a lot of us probably don't even realise are even there. Um, so if you get a chance, August the 2nd is the next short course. Um, yep. And to put a little bonus on that, last time I ran that last year, I saw two camels. So if you've never seen a camel in the wild before, Come out to the overflow stake because there's yeah. definitely a couple of camels out there. Absolutely. Now, um, I just mentioned it's it's a big mountain biking yes. community out there. And those of yes. you who've been on Facebook this week, you would have seen what's been going on with the mountain bike trails in Narang. Now, this affects absolutely everyone, not just the mountain bikers, but the hikers and the uh, the trail runners as well. So, so for those of you who haven't been across it, basically um, – National Parks and Queensland Parks are starting to close down some of the unsanctioned or what they would deem as illegal trails. Um, and the majority of these are out past the goat loop. They're further out than the goat loop. Um, they're going to leave the ones that are in close, the ones that they've been looking after and maintaining, the you know, the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games ones. But they're going to be – well, their plan was to shut down some of them out the back. So what's your take on that this week, Kyle? So I actually – yeah, look, I think we all knew, obviously, those trials have been out there for 10 or 20 years, most of them, and everyone – they all know that they're out there. I think, obviously, given the influx of people riding at the moment since coronavirus started, the amount of mountain bikers out there has obviously probably doubled or tripled. There's that many people out there, and they've had a few accidents out the back, um, which I think is obviously becoming a bit of an issue. But, like, everyone loves those trails. Like, I think they – what they and this is what I saw this week as well, is they've actually gone out and done – an audit of every trail, every single trail that's in Narang, and they've actually put their yeah. recommendations on what needs to be done. And there was only a couple of trails that they recommended needed to be closed, and that's what they started to close. So the only ones that they've actually recommended need to be closed were Pipeline. So for people that don't know that, that's the single trail that as soon as you go through the gate, if you head straight up the middle, the one yeah. that actually was closed a couple of months ago, so yeah. that, that one. Then the one that's called Top Drop, which is at the top of Pipeline, if you kind of turn left and then there's yep. a really steep and it goes for about one or 200 metres, that one is one they've recommended to be closed. And the other ones were Wimps and Norco Flow, which are the ones that everyone's been posting about where all the jumps are, um, which is a little bit, for people that obviously know the Goat Loop, if you get up the first climb before you go up the steep part, you turn left and head up on Goat Loop 2.0, it goes up the big climb. Yep. That was obviously a really popular trail with all the mountain bikers because it's just a nice trail, lots of jumps, and um, they've all enjoyed that. And that's been around for a long time. And it's been really cool to see all the guys that have been mountain biking for 10 or 20 years in the rank posting all the old photos <laughs> yeah. from Wimps back in the day when there was a lot obviously bigger jumps and everything, which has been awesome to see. So that's one of the trails. And then there's just a couple of more smaller ones out the back that they think should be closed. But all the other ones they've recommended obviously will need work, and there's a few that require significant work. But I think the plan will be eventually to – obviously work with all the mountain biking groups like um, with national parks to actually get all of these trails sanctioned, hopefully. Yep. Um, it's just those couple of ones that they obviously have started removing. Um, but it's been really cool to see everyone kind of get behind it. I know the Facebook group's got over a few thousand members of it now um, with people trying to obviously support not getting rid of all the trails. Yep. So I think everyone's kind of getting heard now. It's made the news. It's made the paper. And I think they'll probably get a good outcome with it. And I think a lot of those trails out the back will end up staying there. Yeah, and the local MP uh, Megan Scanlon, I think she's the federal member for the for the local area. Yeah. She's she's got on board and she's got behind it as well. And like you said, I think the outcome will be good. I think it'll probably be like anything. The, there'll be a compromise and we'll meet in the middle somewhere. Some of the some of the trails will get closed, but certainly not all of them. 
and whether it is that these trails get maintained better in the future, that'd be great. Um, you, you, can, you can see both sides of the argument. You know, this is this is everyone's playground. Um, and, uh, you know, you get the amateur volunteer groups who maintain the trails and look after it. But then you've also got the government who has an obligation to, I guess, make sure it's safe. I mean, Goat Mania Day, we saw, was it three paramedics, three lots of paramedics and the fireys go in? Um, yeah. It's been a mountain bike crash yep. in the morning. So, it, it, you know, there's lots of different groups who have, you know, a vested interest in it to make sure that this is safe and, you know, suitable for absolutely everyone. And that includes the emergency services, that includes the government, that includes the mountain bikers and the trail runners. So, yeah, I'm I'm very hopeful. I think when you first read it, you get a little bit panicky at the start and you think, how can they do this? But I think, uh, yeah, cooler heads will prevail in the long run, I think. Yes, this. I agree. And um, I, I hope that we get left with majority of things and they're in, in good working order. Um, but, yeah, so, Kyle, that's that's a pretty good fortnight. That's a big fortnight. We've had a lot going on in the last fortnight, so I think we've I think we've covered everything. We've probably missed a few things that have been going on, but yep. it's good to see some racing again. Absolutely. Finally. Uh, what's what's on your radar for the next couple of weeks in terms of racing next. wise then? So the things I'm obviously interested in, I'll be following along very closely with what happens out at the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail, yep. fifty mile, hundred mile and two hundred mile next weekend. I think it's a yep. marathon as well. Yep. Um so I'll be very interested to see how that goes. There's some really good runners doing all of the distances. Obviously, our friend Ando is planning on doing the 50-miler. Um, in the 100-miler, there's heaps of people doing that. Um, there's a few up in Brisbane, John Pearson, I believe Dan Simmons, um, plus I know a few others as well that are heading for the 100-miler. I'm yep. almost positive that Ryan Crawford is doing the 200-miler because I saw him post something on his Strava about the 200-miler. Yep. So I think yep. if he loses, I think I'd almost put my life savings on him winning that 200-miler. If he loses, I, I, I can't see him losing. I cannot see him losing after the training he's been putting in. So right. but he's doing the 200-miler. What is it that takes people down at BVRT? It's not the training, is it? No, it's the cold. The cold. It's, it is freezing. I mean, I went out there last year and watched a bit of Ben Deneen do his run. And my, my, the temperature gauge in my car said minus two. You know, that's you're not moving quick in an ultra either. You're walking section. So it's that's the thing it's which will – yeah, that's the thing which could take people apart. Um, so that'll be really interesting as well, won't it, to see how they, they handle all that. So that. Yeah, that'll be kind of a highlight for next weekend as well. And then the weekend after, there's obviously round two of the Scenic Room series, which we've just spoken about. So I'm hopefully yep. hoping that I'll get out and actually have a run there. Yeah. Um, and then – I mean, two weeks after that, we've got the Scenic Rim Ultra coming yep. up, the 65K and the 105K. So I think there'll be quite a few people going out to do that. Oh, uh, and, in, and then, in the middle, uh, there's the yeah. the road relay on the 9th of August, isn't there? The, ah, that's right, from, yes. From Paradise Point to Kira, where you make teams of five and you each do two 5K legs during the day. Um, yep. I think the Gold Coast Runners organise that, I think. Um, I'd have to look into it. I've just seen it yeah. being posted, people talking about it a little bit. Big success last year. People absolutely loved it. We're going to try and get a team together if we can do. So, um, yeah, it's got to be male-female mixed, either, either three males, two females, or the other way around. Um, yep. So that's good. Um, but, yeah, it's a, I mean, a park run. Who knows? Well, Who knows? yeah, we'll see what happens there. I don't think that could be – I think that might be a little, little while away, unfortunately. Obviously, it's kind of – it's great for us to be talking about all these races that are back on. Obviously, it's quite obviously sad seeing everything that's happening down in Victoria and then New South Wales. Yep. And you know, we fingers crossed we don't get anything back up here as far as cases with the virus. But 
I think races down in those southern states are going to be quite a way away. So yeah. let's just hope that we can – obviously, we enjoy them while they're here at the moment. Let's just hope they can keep going. Yeah, because I think, I think Parkrun will be a national decision, won't it? I don't think it'll be state by state. I think they'll have to make a decision nah. on the whole. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it, I mean, I was very excited looking through Facebook today and looking through uh, Strava to see the different races and see people getting out there. And it's just good to see, you know, photos of people with their winner's medals or their, their winner's plaque. And you think, it's this is good. We're bouncing back a little bit here. I know, I um, agree. And as, as simple and as low-key as our race was this morning, it was just good to to know that it was something a bit more than your own personal time trial. But it, it's been great to see what people have come up with in the last couple of months and how much people have continued their training. But, yeah, just if we can get behind these small races and even these the trail running series and, you know, the road realise that's coming up and stuff like that, it's it'll it'll improve and get better and better that's and better. Exactly right. So have you got uh, anything coming up in the next few weeks, Tom? No. Not at all. Like we said, I don't, like you just said, I don't know if UTA, I was very, very hopeful. I was almost determined and and 100% that UTA was going to be on. And in the last two weeks, I've kind of just changed my mind a bit. And I'm thinking, well, I don't think it is. I'm going to train for it. I think if it's not on, I'll do something of some description somewhere locally. Um, But but yeah, so for me now, it's just build up the Ks, get a bit of a long run in. I'm actually going to go out west on Sun, Saturday with a few guys and do the Loop of Doom, which is part of the Scenic Rim Ultra. It's about a 30k loop out there, sort of boon away. So I haven't tried that before. Got a new pair of shoes, Salomon S Lab, nice. Um, nice. which I haven't worn before. I've had the Sense Pro, so they're slightly lighter uh, shoes. So I'm going to give them a try. And um, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. What about nice. yourself? Uh, no, much the same. I don't think I'll be kind of cruising along, go for a few runs, get ready for this, my first ever 10K. Got to get ready for my 10K debut in a few weeks. Apparently that's happening in a month. Um, Other than that, I'll get some long runs in, go maybe explore a couple other trails on the weekends. But no, other than that, I'm just kind of ticking along. I'm not running heaps of Ks at the moment, which is kind of nice. Having a few days off and just in maintenance mode at the moment. Loving it. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, guys. Well, uh, Again, as we said at the start, a huge thanks to everyone who came out to Goat Mania. Um, we've taken the week to sort of compile all the results and everything like that, but it was it was great to see, and it was put a big smile on our face to know that how many people of you, how many of you out there, support the podcast and enjoy us talking about the stuff that goes on, on the Gold Coast. So um, yeah, if there's anything that you would like us to talk about or any results that we don't kind of get across, then please send them through. Uh, and we'll keep you posted with what's coming in the next few weeks. But yeah, small, race, small races. Racing's back. Racing's back. How good. Beautiful, guys. All right. Have a great couple of weeks training, and we'll uh, we'll hear from you soon. Thanks, guys.